0: I even have a little story about some, uh, an old teacher that used to go here. His name is Chris Krasta. And ever since I was in kindergarten here, I always wanted to be an engineer. And every time I went to carpool, he always used to shut my door and say something in my window, something like, try, try your best to get into MIT. And at that point, I, Didn't know what MIT was, but he used to say it all the time. And when when he said it, it kind of made me feel good inside. Hello, my name is Alan. I go to New Roads School, and I'm in fifth grade. I do think people think about college my age a lot because... I don't know, I feel like a lot of people at this certain age like to think about how their future is going to be. When I'm thinking about my schoolwork and my homework and how if I don't want to do it, I'll think about how if I don't do it, I won't have as bright of a, as a future, so. I think it will definitely set me up to be the best that I can be and um, I think it might set me up for living by myself. I think that when you get into college, you might feel maybe a little homesick because you're living in your own dorm and you're not seeing your family as much, but um, I think it really shows how independent and it sets you up for later in life.
1: Built for us to help us navigate through the dark and unknown times because no matter if we split apart we will always find our way back to our incredible community that I call family. No matter what path we take in life we're all in this together.
2: From New Road School in Santa Monica, California this is Village Voices. Intergenerational conversations that cultivate an expanding curiosity about the world and its people. This is episode two, college. So I go to, uh, you know, UC Berkeley and everyone's like, oh, the hippie school, which was a funny way of thinking of it back then. But I mean, the truth be told, I feel like that's kind of what I was and what I was embodying at that point in my life. I'm Larry and I teach um, creative writing and journalism in the upper school and seventh grade English in the middle school here at New Roads. I looked up the number on the internet this morning because I knew I was going to talk to you, and I was one of 186, it turns out, according to the Alumni Association, who got arrested early in the morning outside of California Hall one day when we kind of started to put up the signs and say we needed to take our money out of South Africa. And, um, you know, again, all this is kind of look upable. They kept our names out of it, but they they zip-tied us in the early morning hours, but other students were showing up to campus, and then they marched us to this sort of like sub, sub-basement you know, below Sproul Hall where they would kind of hold people for detaining them because it was kind of like similar to Disneyland. They had their own kind of police unit on campus and their own police holding station. And we were kept there for a couple hours and in this uncomfortable space with the zip ties, and then they let us go. Um, but that was sort of like the this UC police sort of standing up to our action that day. And honestly, from that point forward, they never had a chance. The movement just grew and it grew and it grew to the point where there were thousands of people and and things, you know, started to matter and, and famous folks started showing up on campus and Mario came back to speak and all of a sudden Berkeley was Berkeley and it was, like, huge. And, you know, you were on Sproul Plaza and, and getting excited about the whole thing. And lo and behold, May, I think that year, was when it started Um like a year later, in the summer of eighty six um, it worked and and the u c system took their money out of South Africa. and Bishop Desmond Tudu came to the Greek theater and thanked us in what was like a rock star moment at like our this amazing outdoor amphitheater and it 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 kind of became that time, you know, where Going to Berkeley and being a part of the thing and, you know, getting involved in the movement really made sense. And this year we just read Trevor Noah in our seventh grade English class. So to have like nostalgic feelings about that time period is probably like my best memory of my college experience. The freedom that you suddenly experience of... I live in my own place with other people who are just like me, all on the same adventure, who are all my age or maybe a year or two older or something, um, incredibly liberating. I mean, that kind of freedom is something that you only get a few times in your life. Your parents leave for the weekend in high school and you feel like you have the world you know, available to you. Imagine the feeling of going somewhere where the only thing you have to do, your only job, is to show up and take classes. And that's what you do. You go and you learn and you, and you, you try and figure out things about things. But you're certainly not heading home at the end of the day and hanging up your clothes in the closet. Um, for the record, my dorm room was very neat.
3: Hi, I'm Zariah. I am a senior at New Road School, and I'm going to be talking about what it's like to get recruited to play college soccer. I play club soccer at a very high level, and so I wanted to play soccer in college. And like playing a sport in college and like looking at colleges through that lens is very different than like just looking at it through like an academic lens. Um, and like a big thing that was talked about when I was looking at college is that like I'm the prize. Like I think a lot of the time, and like, and not to like sound conceited, because now that I say that out loud, like maybe. I don't know, but like, yeah, I mean we're kind of taught that like the school like we have to get into the perfect school and like it like it just like I don't know the college seems to be the prize and that's the way that it's like marketed to us and I feel like it's talked about a lot but my parents would always tell me like no like the colleges like want you, like that's like important part and that was like really like crucial for me like thinking about it because I was like if the college like doesn't want me then like why would I wanna put my time and energy like into the college College for me started in 10th grade. At the end of 10th grade, I was recruitable, which meant I had to start making highlight videos of like all, like putting together clips of all the like soccer I'd played and like all the best and like sending it out to college coaches, like finding what schools I was interested in. And like in the beginning, it was such a wide range. I think I reached out to like 30 different schools and was like, here's my highlight clip. Like I'm Zariah, I go to New Roads and like this is a little bit about me. And then San Jose State reached out to us and was like, we loved you, like come out to our campus. And I was like, what? And they were like, full paid flight, full paid hotel, full paid meals while you're here. Like it was everything. And two of the other girls on my team got recruited by like the same like school. So we all flew out to San Jose together. And like, it was so much fun. These girls, like they just were like, we want you to have like the college experience. And that was really my first time doing like a campus visit and it definitely like san jose state like wasn't really like the school i was like looking at like i wanted smaller and like but just the experience of it was really great. Like we got there and we were staying in a really nice hotel. Um, and then like the next day we like went and like saw their practice. And then that whole day we like went to their classes and hung out with the team and the team was so nice. And like was like, we like, like invited us to stuff. And like that night we went to a football game. That was my first ever football game, I think. I've never been to a football game before. And it was like a college football game. And that was like really exciting. And then we went and got Boba at like 12 AM just because like we could, cause like they were like, in college like you can do whatever you want. Carlson was actually my top. That's where I'm going. But Carlson was actually my top school from the beginning. In sophomore year I did a program with them and I just loved the school, but I wasn't sure like I just thought like I just wanted to make sure that there was like no other school that like was a possibility or like no other one that I liked the, like better. And when I went to Carleton, the soccer team was just so nice. I mean, I, w- I went twice for two of their soccer camps and like the second time I went, like the freshmen on the team who I would like literally be playing with like next year, they like we like stayed up till like two a.m. just like talking about our lives I'm in the dorm rooms, and like we went and like visited other people's dorm rooms and like met a bunch of people. And they like wanted me to like just meet as many people as possible. And like every, everyone was just so welcoming. And like and the girls who I'd seen like the first time I went on the trip like remembered me, and that just felt like really good. Like I just felt I just felt very wanted and like embraced. I'm just so excited to learn so much more. Like, I'm going to take women and gender studies. That's, like, what I want to major in. I'm just so excited to, like, learn about the theories and be pushed. And, like, one of the things at in Carleton is that they have a lot of discussion-based classes. I'm just so excited to be in a space where I'm talking to people that I've, like, never met before. And they're, like, from all across the country. And there's, like, a pretty, like, decent, like, international, like, student population as well. And, like, hearing all these different ideas. Like, I'm just so excited to be, like, surrounded by that and, like, be – around different types of people, I'm like very ready for a change.
0: Gotta
1: <laughs> laugh. Yes. Um, uh, there's been a lot of uh, surprises. Every day in New Roads is different. Hello, my name is Jack Evergreen and I'm the upper school counselor for New Roads. Well, my role here as the upper school counselor is to work with students to identify barriers that may be getting in the way of their academic performance as well as to provide support um socially and emotionally. When I was in college way, way back in the day <laughs> no when I was in under uh, when I was an undergraduate. Um, I did a lot of civic engagement work. Um, and that's, I'm very much so a community outreach centered. Um, and so I started off at the African Refuge Youth Center. And it was an after school program, but um, I noticed that it would be beneficial to have more um, assistance in place to help The families and the kids we were working with. So I started something called My Little Sister's Mentor Program, where I worked with college students um, and the civic engagement program to collaborate with community partners to provide mentoring services to... um, african predominantly african um from liberia in park hill um homes well of course i cannot share the personal stories of students um but there have been many moments that i have been able to see um the tenacity and the resilience and the brilliance of the amazing students that we have here where they have experienced um, uh, struggles in life. Um, in my office, I always really work to normalize the ebbs and flows of life that <laughs> that is so rich here um, at New Roads, um, but to normalize that Um, Loss is a normal part of life that happens to many of us. Change is a normal part of life. And to really work with the students to um, help them prepare for that or to go through that. And there have been um, uh, many students that I've worked with since I have been here who have had some really tough challenges that came their way but they just kept on going forward. Um, I continued to work with them and connect with them, and they were able to um, have challenges, but still to uh, prevail in their life and to reach their their goals. So that is definitely life changing and amazing for me.
2: Hello. It's nice to meet you. So I'm a, I'm an eighth grade teacher at New Roads and I we just started this project where we're getting different people from across the New Roads community to tell stories. And it's interesting because this episode is about college. And when uh, Alan's fifth grade teacher asked, hey, does anybody in here have any thoughts on college? He just he didn't expect anyone to say anything. But Alan said, I do. And I ended up interviewing him, totally separate from this. I interviewed him, and he did such a great job. He told this great story, and he's going to be the first voice featured. And then when Candace today got me in touch with Issa, I saw saw the last name, and I said, oh, this was meant to be.
4: (laughs) Well, my name is David Hugo Barrett. I'm the grandfather of, uh, of Alan Hugo Barrett. I went to a Delaware State College in 1961 after graduating from high school in Newark, New Jersey. Um, at the time, it was the catalog said Delaware State College for Negroes, which means that it was before it was called an HBCU It was just a college for Negroes. Delaware State um, was um, I had First of all, I had never been around so many smart black people, start step one. Uh, Number two, I had more black teachers at Delaware State than I had the entire time that I was in public school in Newark. Um, I decided to major in mathematics because I was always good in math, didn't have any idea what I was going to do with it, but I knew that I wanted to do something that involved mathematics. Uh, And that's what I wound up doing. Uh, teaching first, then ultimately programming um, missile fire control systems under contract with the U.S. Navy, and then ultimately, I wrote with two other guys uh, a simulation model for the approach landing test of the shuttle before the shuttle was the shuttle. Because I, as I as I tell the audiences I speak before. What's more important than going in this space is what, they say, we're well, coming back. There is a lesson that I'd like to pass on to young people. When I was in my freshman year at Delaware State, one of my professors, as I was walking across campus with her, asked me if I'd be interested in a, in a full scholarship and chemistry, a DuPont scholarship. I told her that I was a math major, that I liked chemistry, which was the course I was taking from her at the time. I said, but math, I have to study harder for chemistry than I do for math. So I decided I was not going to take that scholarship. I didn't discuss it with anybody. I just made a decision, my 19-year-old know-it-all self. However, I'm And in hindsight, and I came across, I started reflecting on this, I wrote a memoir, which I published in 2019. And in the process of writing that memoir, uh, I began thinking about decisions that I made that were ultimately life altering. Had I taken that scholarship, it's possible that I could have double majored, even if it took me another semester to complete my degree it wouldn't co- have cost me anything. It would have been free, on the one hand. On the other hand, had I not gone to Rutgers, East, Esau wouldn't be sitting where he's sitting now. Alan Hugo wouldn't exist. I wouldn't know this lady whom I married. I mean, there are lots of things that would not have happened had I taken the fork to the left. But instead, I took the fork to the right, and now we're talking. So the lesson that I learned from that, that I pass on to young people is, Do not make a life altering decision without consulting with someone else who has a stake in your future, such as your uncle, your mom, your dad, whoever it is who invested in you to get you to college should share in that decision. Not that you have to do what they say, but at least get their input. There might be some wisdom you can gain from their
2: perspective. Esau, what did what did your
5: dad give you advice for college when you're going through the college process? You know, when I graduated from Hampton, um, dad gave me a really nice wristwatch. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember him telling me as a tag, tag hoyer, it was black and old gold, same colors as Alpha Phi Alpha, the fraternity that he inspired me to, 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 to become a member of, right? at hampton and when he gave me the watch i remember him really emphasizing that i had earned it that this is this is something that um is a high value but it's a it's a it's a total reflection of what you have brought to the family to obviously your own um experience here at hampton he's the one who dropped me at Hampton, we drove from, we drove down 95 to 64 in August <laughs> of 1989 with too many clothes and too much crap, as I would learn, two trunks on that Jeep Cherokee, you remember that? hmm Two trunks. Um, anyway, um, very memorable day, um, you know, driving onto the campus and just reflecting on on that now. You know, going obviously forward four years to 1993, May 93, where he gave me that watch at that hotel, and and I just remember really believing in myself more than than I had. It was like a full circle moment.
2: Today's episode featured Alan Issa and David Barrett, Larry Friedman, Zariah Jordan and Jack Evergreen. Original music by New Roads students Isaiah Brody and Barry Moore and New Roads teacher Ruben Ramos. Production by me, Dan Carney. I'm also the grade 8 history teacher here at New Roads. Be sure to tune in next time for more Voices from the Village of New Roads School.